0: need to be Australian. Welcome to Walking Three Worlds podcast, and our special guest today is Stephen Mann, who we're pleased to have. Thank you, Greg.
1: Cool. <laughs> I was like, eh. <laughs> anyway, let's just keep rolling, though.
0: No. Yeah, no. Uh, beautiful. I'll just take
1: over. <laughs> I was like, oh, you got to keep going. No, that was
0: good. No, no. Who are we as Australians? Well, this is our episode of Walk in Three Worlds, and I'm here with my co-host brother, Tai Tunga. And um, I'd like to acknowledge our traditional custodians of this land, this great land that we live on and that we all share, and in particular, the Yagura people and the Yugan speaking language, and also the Turrbal people, who are also the Brisbane Yagura
1: people as well. Now, we've got a special guest, I do. So... Um before we even go acknowledge um all elders of all nations and are here um yeah fa kulo wa kuya okoko ngaka onemobos come le lawo fa kako mafukanga yeah fa kako kala kangoa ma ngo yeah so i just want to say my language to make sure um that you know, I think it's important about language. It is, and we you
0: respect know. all our elders, Yeah, um, you know, past, present, yep. and, uh, and emerging, and all elders that have come from all corners of the world yep. that live and share this land with our First Nations people. I think having respect for Australian Aboriginal people the yep. Torres Strait Islanders, yep. which sort of segues into our guest, Torres Strait Islander man, very proud, Stephen Mam
2: joining us, Thank
0: you, Greg. What does it mean to be Australian?
1: (laughs) Thank you.
2: Uh, I too would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians and country, which we're meeting on today. It's a great honour to be here as a Torres Strait Islander man on Aboriginal country.
0: Great. Beautiful, beautiful. Steve, who are you? For our community, Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit
2: about yourself. Well, I'm... uh, Currently the Senior Advisor of First Nations Partnerships on the Sunshine Coast. Yeah. And I've been working in the community about a bit over 20 years now. Yeah. Um, When I say community, I'm talking mostly about the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander community of Mm -hmm. Australia. Yeah. And uh, I've done a little bit of everything, a bit of a jack-of-all-trades, I suppose, Um, but... Excited to be here and, um, you know, I'm excited to share a little bit about my experience as a multicultural person. Um, My background is Torres Strait Islander on my father's side from the east of Torres Strait, but we have connections right across to the west of Torres Strait. How many islands in Torres Strait? There's 16 inhabited islands um, between Cape York and Papua New Guinea. So we're Mm. talking right up the top of Australia. But we also have family ties to Samoa and to Vanuatu, to Tanner Island. Mm. On my mother's side, I'm German-Russian, and uh, they both met in Brisbane. I also have a second mother who's Aboriginal from Palm Island with a Birigaba, Central Queensland connection. She's also English and Chinese. No, wow. See, this is why it's beautiful. The walk in three worlds, you fit perfectly. I'm glad you <laughs> had you as a guest,
0: as most Australians do, as we'll gather. Mm. So um, in your sort of thinking around what it means to be Australian, you know, when people come from all these different backgrounds, you mentioned multicultural. Yeah. And of course, I'm going to insert there. The new word that we're going to use a lot in this podcast is intercultural, the interconnection between all these people that have gathered here on this land. something like 230 different cultures live in Australia as Australians. Yeah. But, you know, this is what we're going to try and do is unpack what it actually means to be Australian
1: because, you know, my brother Ty here became an Australian citizen. Not long ago, actually. Yeah, Yeah. January, wasn't it, this year. But it's just—I think this is great to have, um, you know, a special guest Stephen, you know, because we do s- have such a massive, um, what was your word, intercultural, yep. you know, community, community. Uh, especially down here in, um, you know, in Yagora, um, you know, um, my auntie C has got a salmon shop about come get some cake. later, and some. Oh yeah, You know, you know, they got that, and then you've got a massive African community, yep. a massive indigenous community. You know, there's so many different cultures, and you know, you just have to go to Inala You know what I mean? There's oh, the, totally. Viet- the Vietnamese. Yep. So I think. Sunny Bank. Well, yeah, Chinese. You know what I mean? Korean. Yeah. So I think it's great that we got Stephen to be able to work on that, especially because he's German, Chinese, um, Russian. What else? <laughs> Torres Strait Islander Samoan, so you might be related. You've got German and Chinese as well, I right? do. So my last name's Veshi, um, and I think in Samoan it's very important about knowing your nafa. Nafa means genealogy. So yeah, I've got my my German side. So it's awesome, you know, that we all. So come what's together.
0: your ancestry? What do you know about your ancestry
2: and your your family's story? <clears throat> oh, my family story is is long. Yes. Yeah. Um, as I mentioned, we can trace our roots back on my father's side to S- Samoa and yeah. Vanuatu um, and obviously Torres Strait. But yeah. just because um, Europeans found that Torres Strait Island in yeah. Torres Strait doesn't mean that we're from Torres Strait. Yeah it's uh, a pivotal trading area always has been mm-hmm. we have our own treaty with papua new guinea yeah we've had a treaty as such or an agreement with the aboriginal people yeah. living on the top of australia and on my mother's side goes back to russian aristocrats yeah. so my great-grandfather was one below colonel for the Tsar. They had to flee Russia because of the um, socialist revolution that happened there. My grandmother and her sister at 17 had to go to Finland, Belgium, finally met my grandfather in Germany. And because of the war, after the war, they came down to Asia,
1: lived in Asia for a while before finally coming to Australia. Wow which is a good segue of what what does it mean because now we know. Like, like I was saying, NAFA is so important in our culture. And I think it's amazing that, you know, when you find out, which I think not long ago, when you looking on your journey, oh. where you found your book, you know, that book you told me. And yeah. now we're listening to, you know, um, brother, also, we say in our language, also, um, Stephen, about your, you know, history. How amazing is that?
0: We've all come on yeah. very different journeys or our yeah. families and our ancestors to arrive at this point.
2: Like, yeah. you were born probably where? In Brisbane, you were born in Brisbane. There you go. You're a yeah. Brisbane boy. So I call myself a Brisbane Torres Strait Islander. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not a Queensland Torres Strait Islander. No, I'm no. A, I don't see myself as a Queenslander. No, I don't see myself as Australian. Yeah. But I'm very proud to come from Australia. Yes. Yeah, that's a good buzz. Hmm. When you you've done a bit of
0: travel, I have. Yeah. Yep. And when you travelled um, into those countries, where did you
2: go? Oh, I've been to Singapore, Malaysia, Indonesia, China, Egypt, Germany, Finland, Poland, um, Czechoslovakia, or um, what are they called now?
1: Czech Republic. Czech Republic. Thanks, (laughs) Doug. Thanks, (laughs) Doug. Behind the scenes. Give me that thumb. Yeah. Um, You know, the
2: UAE. but, but I've also been privileged to live and share some of my life in Brisbane yeah. mm-hmm. with a lot of different people from different places, international students. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's a number of different communities around the world that I can call as a, a third or a fourth or a fifth family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Indonesia is one of those. We've discussed in our own discussion pre. Mm. You've got a good relationship with Indonesia. You've been yeah. there several times. I have. Um, I think, you know, I'm... My father's background is that we're Melanesian mm. uh, and we have a close cultural tie with Indonesia. Yeah, mm. um, I've worked out that there's some language that we share, mm. which is the same. Wow, yeah. um, nice. Makassar pirates have been coming to the Torres Strait to bury their treasure for, you know, thousands of years ago yeah. and there are um, Islamic families that have... Mm. Um, married into and had relationships with Torres Strait Islanders. Wow. And those names continue today. They've oh. sort of changed form over the years. And so this is pre-Australian colonisation. Yeah. Mm. Um, but, you know, I think uh, I've been brought up and privileged um, to learn from particularly my father, who was a very cultural person, uh, around the idea of traditional adoption. Mm -hmm. So we call this Kupaya Muska um, as a Torres Strait language. Um, And it speaks very much about it doesn't matter where you come from um, or how we end up together. Uh, And it can be a traditionally adopting uh, nephew or a niece. It's normally another family member. But it's this cultural Practice Mm. of uh, bringing in new members to the community. Yeah. Yeah. And having this connection to country, having this connection to each other, Mm. that particularly in Torres Strait, where we have small communities that might only be 200 people, um, creating a strong and sustainable community. So, for our community that are listeners,
0: you know, they always hear about Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders mm. and only a couple of years ago I was reminded that we have two Indigenous cultures uh, in our space, you know, and that Torres Strait Islanders are separate from Aboriginal, the mainland Aboriginal, but there is a lot of um, intermarriage and there's a lot of connections there over mm. centuries and decades and that's right. and over 100,000s of years. So what is the big sort of difference for listeners between, say, Torres Strait Islanders and mainland Aboriginal people. What are just some uh, broad sweep overview? Everything.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, really? So it's culturally different. Yeah. It's, it's our beliefs. It's our creation stories. It's yeah. our, lore, mm. our, L-O-R-E lore, our law, L-O-R-E law, L-A-W law. It's our language. Mm-hmm. It's our food. It's our lifestyle. It's our initiation practices. Mm-hmm. It's um, our family practices, um, absolutely everything, Greg. Yeah, um, that's. We're very. A lot of people don't know that we're neighbours and we're part of this Australia. Yeah, and this is part of the fact that I don't call myself Australian. That mm. I'll often call my, refer to myself as a Torres Strait Islander. Mm.
0: So, mm.
2: Brisbane, Torres Strait Islander. <laughs> Brisbane, Torres Strait Islander, and, and, and that yeah. being that Torres Strait Islanders on the mainland mm. who number about. 30,000, yeah. mm. only 10,000 now in the Torres Strait, mm. that we have grown up on the mainland yeah. yeah, and we continue what we call in the Eastern language Sibwanan, mm. which is our contribution, our giving and receiving yeah. with Aboriginal people here on the mainland yeah. and our communities that we're involved in. And our connection, our spiritual connection, our connection to country, to the Torres Strait, mm-hmm. but we've grown up on the mainland,
0: mm-hmm. and we have
2: our own communities here. Mm-hmm. And um, you know the 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 issues, and um, I'm not sure where I'm going with this, but. But the um, you know the needs of our communities here on the mainland mm. are also different to the needs from Torres Strait. So just picking up the point, you
0: yeah. said there were thirty
2: thousand on
0: the mainland and about ten thousand back home. Mm. I read once because I wanted to know how many Torres Strait Islanders exist. Mm. Um, I saw an amount of eighty thousand mm. in total. Is there a lot overseas and in different?
2: Places as well, dispersed. No, there's not. Okay. Um, th- the numbers may have increased yeah. over the last few years. I don't know if there's as many as eighty thousand. Mm. Um, but it could. I think it's also partly because people are identifying more now. Okay. Yeah. And, and the other issue is the mainland Aboriginal
0: people. Most people don't know that there's probably what did they say about six hundred thousand. Is that population of who identify as First Nations? Would that be right, roughly?
2: Uh, I hear it's uh, a, around 3 4% of the population. Okay. So, it's about so we, 22 million. million. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. where are you? Tell the listeners where you are currently. Well, working on the Sunshine Catch. Yes. Yeah. Um, He's a work, surfer. Working yeah. with uh, <laughs> Kabi Kabi and Yuna so I'd like Ooh. to acknowledge traditional custodians up that way. Yeah, um, have been very um, welcoming um, and and supportive of the work that I'm doing. Now you just did a conference a couple of weeks ago, mm. which I didn't get to, but
0: I sent to some of my dear friends. Yeah, shout out to Andrew Schultz and Auntie
2: Betty McGrady and to Uncle Alan Parsons. Mm. Okay. Yes, well us about that. uh it was called the First Nations Representation, sorry, self determination representation and well being forum.
1: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, did you create an acronym for that? No, no acronym. <laughs> <I know. laughs> and a hand sign. And uh, you know, um, in Australia we used to have an organisation called ATSIC, the yeah. Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Commission. Yeah, About 20 years ago, that was closed down by the Australian government. And since then, we've only had two conferences of over 200 people to talk about First Nations politics. One of those was about four years ago in Uluru, yep. the centre of oh, Australia. Yes, and yeah. You went to that. Tell I, us about I, that. I went to tell, that.
0: Tell us what it is. What? what, what, what
2: and the second conference was on the Sunshine Coast a yep. few weeks ago for the First Nations, self-determination, representation, and well-being. That is a mouthful, ladies and gentlemen.
1: (laughs) We need some new branding. It's a mouthful. (laughs) We'll help you with that. No, no, keep eating them, Doug. Keep in. Keep going. So, um,
2: well, Uluru was an experience. Um, They had 13 dialogues around Australia. Um, They... Elected a number of representatives. What year was this? In 2017. Uh-huh. So it was a bit of a controversial process. It was sort of invitation only at the local level, and then um, a number of people from each of those local areas went to the centre of Australia, mm. and they talked about that. It was highly facilitated. Yeah. But the one thing that stood out for me was that everybody wants the same thing. Yeah. Mm. And that and is what is yeah. And that is well being.
0: Mm. And equality.
2: Mm-hmm. So, someone once asked me, um, How much money does Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders need to close the gap? All right, yeah. cl- talking about closing the gap of the differences between the lifestyles and, and the health and well being of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders compared to non Indigenous people. Yeah. yeah, so give us some of the stats. <laughs> yeah, actually, oh, so I just, no, no, that's a hard question. Well, well, it's not. I've heard, I've heard that um,
0: Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people will die 10 years uh, less age to non-Indigenous people. That, that's right. They are higher rates of incarceration in mm. prisons, and that's been going on and getting worse. Mm. Deaths in custody, all these sort of yeah. issues around it. Mm. You know, Young people that our brother Ty, he works in the Brisbane Youth Detention
1: Centre from Tyrone. Well, ago. I'll give you a good example. I think two... Well, two years. Well, obviously, because COVID, I couldn't go back to BYDC. Shout out to the team there at Wacol. But the shocking status was, um, so I think back then there was 110 beds. 89 of those beds were Indigenous. You know, that's heartbreaking, you know, especially, you know, that's, um, yeah. And the balance were? Do you know what the balance
0: were? Oh, oh, boys. Yeah, but as in in, what were the other cultures? Pacific Islanders,
1: yeah. So Indigenous and Pacific Islanders, yeah, incarcerated in youth and you know other centers. cultures, but just you know that's <sighs> you know just some of the stats that you know just see those who those so, are.
2: So so when people ask how much money, yeah, I say it doesn't matter how much money, twenty billion <laughs> dollars no, because it's never enough. Yeah, until we have that equality. Yeah, that's yeah. right that equal, equality of well-being. Mm. And, and I like to refer to the fact that our old people must have the right to teach our young people. Yes. And our young people must have the right to learn from our old people. Mm. And it's a very simple statement. But if you understand everything that needs to go into that mm. to make that happen,
1: yeah.
2: it really talks to what equality means.
1: Yeah.
0: It's interesting, you know, when I think about Torres Strait Islanders and First yeah. Nations people, you know, because the incarceration and the yeah. bad health. What a lot of people, and I've only learnt this more recently, is what had occurred through colonisation was a particular. Uh, let's we'll call it an oppressor came and oppressed um, a, a people that had been here for. You know, they, they say 65,000 years, but it's it's longer than that. That's just the scientific measurement mm-hmm. that they've all agreed on, that that's a time. But 65,000 years is a hell of a long time. When you put that in perspective, mm-hmm. if Egypt is 5,000, maybe 10,000 years old that mm-hmm. we know in that dynasty, yeah. the Chinese who've had ancient dynasties right back to, you know, Lao Tzu, they know that that's 300 300- Uh, 3,500, maybe 5,000 years old. 65,000 years, just to get that in your brain, how long that is. Mm -hmm. This is a very ancient old culture. And really, only in 1788, it was visited by a group of people that had a different agenda. I mean, their agenda wasn't initially... They were looking for land to put penal colonies, to put their criminals and thieves... Mm -hmm. And we'll get onto that at uh, at another stage somewhere far away from England yeah. and from the British colony. They'd been sending them to the uh, North America mm. and they'd set up 13 penal colonies. Yeah. And then they said, hello, the Americans said, we're having a civil war. We don't want your convicts anymore. Mm. They'd already mm. put something like 50,000 convicts into America mm. from Ireland, from Scotland, yeah. from England, mm. you know. And here was Australia. So that first fleet that came down, you know, with uh, Governor... Arthur Filler, landed down at uh, Botany Bay or Port Jackson where they they set up the first penal colony, it disrupted. And it took time. A lot of people will talk about that later. But, you know, five years before they really realised, hang on, we've got an old culture here. How do we interact with that? Mm. Yeah. and um, they really disrupted it. They bought the disease and the alcohol and all these bad things, and that's really had an effect. Yeah, and that's had an
2: effect to disrupt. But I think it's also really important to understand that um, today we often hear about those last two hundred years, mm. yeah. but we don't hear about the history that was recorded before that. Yeah. When I say recorded, I don't mean written down. Yeah. Mm. But there are artefacts around this country Mm -hmm. and there are songs and storylines as creation stories that have been shared and preserved. We've lost a lot of it, but we're trying to reclaim a lot of it as well. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also fair to say that that 200 years of history and particularly what we call the deficit approach, looking at all the bad things and the negative things that have happened over the years, is not as much an Aboriginal history or a Torres Strait Islander history, but is a European history.
1: Mm.
2: And those people new to this country need to understand their history. Yeah, that's true. that's true. So that Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders have a very strong, a very proud yeah. history, uh, culturally um, very uh, have a lot of integrity. Um, and what they've experienced has been much more about the European history mm. as it is their
1: history. Okay. So, Wait, you go. go. So, going back to, you know, what everyone, you know, when you met up um, at Uluru, how would you go about that? Because I know, you know, from my understanding, there's so many different dialects, like you know, over 300 different tribes, clans, and language. How would we? You know, if we lived in a perfect world and we got twenty billion dollars or something, you know, yeah. what would we do? Like, how would we, you know, close roll, the gap? Yeah, close it. Like, roll that out to say yeah. everyone wants our schools to have language because I wish, you know, we could. Like, I really do. I know that. I think talking with my partner, um, they they're starting. They're, I think they've already started. I'm not sure um, in Mitchell to teach like Gungri language. So they're trying to start. But, see, that's only in, obviously, that's just that border there. So how would you, you know? So explain to the viewers because it's all different languages, you know? Well, it is about this that yeah. I think the
2: current count is about 780 languages were yeah. spoken in this country. Cool. And they basically represent all the different family groups that yeah. existed around Australia. Yeah, And people say, well, how are we going to... Have them all talking to each other and have some sort of consensus. Mm. But then I always think about Annie Mary Graham, Dr. Mary Graham. She talks about multipolarity, which is around all these different nations interacting with each other mm-hmm. but also with mutual respect. And that mutual respect came from their connection to country and their responsibilities to country. Mm. So for thousands of years, tens of thousands of years, they existed. It mm. happened. Yeah, that's right. Eh? Yeah. You know, we've done it before. Yeah. And it was through those traditional practices yeah. and our cultural beliefs that we were able to maintain governance in this country. Yeah. And manage the country, you know, look after country. Yeah. And there were sciences and there were mathematics and physics and astrology. All yeah. of these things were happening mm-hmm.
1: um in this country before colonisation. So, because I I, I believe, you know, if you've been in this land for over 65,000 years and what, you know, I want you to explain to the the viewers out there, what did, when the first Europeans come, what did they say this land was? Well, they said that this land was
2: just plants and animals. Mm -hmm. See? Flora and fauna. Yeah. And Aboriginal people were classified as flora and fauna. Up until when?
1: How long? Up until about 1967. See, that's... Whoa. So that's almost like the same time with the, you know, the, the civil rights movements and, you know, in America and all that stuff. But, it's not that long ago. No. I mean, I was born in 1958. And, and I think the viewers <laughs> out know? there, you know, to understand, like, there is... You know, with Australian history, there's a dark history. And, you know, 1967, you know, I think I was explaining the other um, podcast before about um, my partner's grandmother who was explained to me in Mergen that the toilets was, that's the black toilet and that's the white toilet. If you get caught, you know, going after dark, you'll be arrested. And you have to have a passport to be able to go to Mergen. And, you know, having Stephen here to explain... You know, you know, isn't that um, strange how our history has come? So, you know? so the
0: way forward, yeah, like the way forward. Part of this thing, the Illawarra statement, the Heart, the conference you put on it. Yeah, um, you know, the optimism and the, the the way forward in terms of politically and economically and 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 the well-being of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders. What do you see, um, and or what do you see your community in the broader sense are wanting? to happen,
2: to change? Like,
0: what needs to happen?
2: Well, I think what is happening yeah. is that these communities are talking for themselves. Yeah. And they're mm. saying that they want to be self-governing. Yeah. They want to have their self-determination.
1: Mm.
2: Now, some of these communities are individual nations. Yeah. And others are regional groups or, you know, that are working on regional governance. Mm. So the shift in governance. What about the
0: Yothi India song, Treaty? And Because and, that was like released 25 years ago, wasn't it? That yeah, song? Yeah. 25 years ago, yeah. Treaty, and do we have a treaty? Should we have a treaty?
2: Absolutely, we should have a treaty. Mm. Uh, I often advocate for an accord. Mm-hmm. So this is about having everybody stand up, not as a compromise, not mm. as um, a negotiation as such as Um, There's a winner and a loser, but an accord where everyone stands up and says this is the right thing to do and we're just going to do it. So like a treaty and then an accord, so that's sort of a final conclusion to a treaty. They could be the same thing. Right. So it could be called an accord, Mm. but in legal sense is a treaty. So it's an agreement. Um, From Uluru, Mm. the statement from the heart spoke about Makarrata Makarrata is dispute resolution cultural ways.
1: Mm.
2: So we use an Aboriginal word for that.
1: Yeah.
2: And it's not that it's Western law, Mm. but it recognises First Nations law. Because this is about having the voice
0: and Mm. being heard, which has been one of the challenges of colonisation, isn't it? Because
2: we've had this British... Mm. Truth-telling is an important part. Yeah. And of that, witnessing... Yes. Yeah, giving people the opportunity to tell their story and other people listening to that story. Yeah,
0: fantastic. I th- I think you know from the point of view of walking through worlds podcast. Yeah, having someone like Stephen on, and we'll have you back again. And yeah, I think hearing your story, hearing uh, your story. Hearing my convict story thrown in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I think what we should do is um, bring it to a close. Yeah. And um, thank you, for, for coming along. No problem. Oh, thank you, Brian. Thank you, Ty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. thanks to our oh, listeners. Yeah. And don't forget to like us, like us, subscribe. And below. subscribe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then subscribe.
0: Like Scroll us on Facebook. Down. Come and see our website, which is down below. Love you all, and we'll see you, you. next week.